Should we review season one of The Last of Us? Okay, let's do that. Right. So I'm actually familiar with the games having watched playthroughs. Yeah, this kind of... This show sort of uh, had an impact on you, didn't it? In the sense that... Well, pre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After years of protest, (laughs) you decided to finally give gaming a bit of a chance, didn't you? In terms of, yeah, watching playthroughs and walkthroughs. Yeah, I get just that completest in me of like... I thought, oh, I'll watch... I know The Last of Us unfolds cinematically. Yeah. So I'll watch it so I know what, you know... um, Not necessarily to compare the show, but just so I know what the show's doing, I suppose. Yeah. And I thought, well, I've watched that. I can. I might as well watch everything. That's <laughs> all me. the video That's games. That's my personality. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. you, I, this is something I was going to say is that, like, I know that you were already kind of aware that there was cinematic storytelling in video games. Yeah, of course. You're yeah. already a fan of Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. You're already a fan of the, G- of the GTAs. You know that stuff's out there. Yeah. But I guess, like, for people that don't necessarily know that. Mm-hmm. Do you think The Last of Us... Maybe this is not... Maybe this is too early to ask this question. Because mm. the question is, like, do you think this is going to serve as a gateway to people that didn't necessarily know that? Right. Where right. They, they, like, see this and go, oh, this was a video game? I'm going to have to see what video games are now. You know? Uh, no. No? But that's not nothing to do with the quality of either product. I think it's just the people that don't know it's a video game are going to be like my father and my mother, yeah, who aren't going to play how no matter how good it is, yeah, you know. So everyone though, everyone knows it's a video game, right? Like, oh, the, yeah, the, like of a certain yeah. age, yeah. Uh, well, no, I think everyone in general, because that's part yeah. of the marketing. Is well, my mother and my father wouldn't have known, okay, you know, because that's just that I show it to them, yeah. I, I told them it's from a game, but they, you know, they need reminding constantly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. my, my mother watched it, and that was something that, like, she watched it more with my sister than with me. I yeah. kind of watched it on my own at like, yeah. a different time. But, um, yeah, I think that was a common question for her. It's like, so how does this work in the game? Right, right, right. Like, is this just, are you playing this? Or yeah, does yeah. this happen between the bits you play? Like, it's, yeah, yeah it's interesting it. seeing someone who doesn't, who, like, stopped paying attention to the games after a certain amount of time. Yeah. Having to catch up to all the advancements they've kind of made. Well, kind of, for me, it was more just about, um, like, I, I'd seen The Last of Us being played when it first came out, like, a bit, like, maybe an hour of it. Mm. And like I said, I knew it unfolded very, it was very narratively heavy, so I thought it would be an easy thing to watch. And uh, it was more just, again, not necessarily to compare and contrast, just, it would be interesting to see what the show was avoiding doing mm. and what it was choosing to do instead. Yeah. Basically, all to say that that's not going to factor into my review of the... Okay. Really factor into it at all. I don't, I'm not interested in its faithfulness to the source material. No. That's not something that I care about. I don't have a relationship with the game, no. as a lot of people do. I don't care about that. I just care about being a good show. Mm. So episode one and two, let's do it together. Okay. The first two episodes get us off to a very good start. Mm. Pilot is very impressive, mm. uh, especially the prologue. Uh, Nico Parco plays his daughter, is endearing to mm. her banter and precociousness, which is, will be a recurring theme, yeah. are much better embodied than they are with Bella Ramsey. Okay. It's a shame that she's in it for as little as she is. Because I thought she was really good. Yeah. That's definitely... I mean, you could say that about most of the characters in the show, right? Like, oh, they had to get Joel right. They had to get Ellie right. Yeah. I think the daughter really is someone that they couldn't afford to screw up. I agree. Because that's the whole foundation. Because I I would say Joel is the main character. Certainly of this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, going forward, I know that, like, in the second one... It's going to be Ellie. It's going to be Ellie. But, like, in this season, it's very much Joel's show. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think if you don't get her right, he doesn't work as a character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it is really nice that like a character as delicate as that, where it's like supposed to be this young girl who's like beyond her years, because mm-hmm. that's something that frustrates us in particular. I don't yes. know how like broadly speaking how people respond to it, but yeah, if you get lo- those like young girl characters in particular mm-hmm. that are like you know wise beyond their years and they're more capable than the adults, it's like oh fuck off. Yeah, well, so we'll go of the fuck away from me you know trust me we will get to that okay <laughs> but she was good as you but, said but she was very good yeah and she's she's tandy newton's daughter well i didn't know but you could yeah you know, now you, you said know, that yeah you know yeah uh the pre-title scenes were great for the first two episodes 
I don't know why they stopped. It, it really upset me. <laughs> I, you know, I really liked it, like that expanding upon the world. Yeah. And like you can do this with a TV show. Yeah, absolutely. I know you just said, like at the beginning, that like you're not going to, you don't care about this as an adaptation because you had no prior relation to, relationship to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, no, I, I don't care whether it's faithful or not. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like for me, the stuff that, Again, I don't know if I'm playing my hand too early here, but the stuff that I resonated the most with with this show were the moments where it wasn't faithful. The moments where it was yes. adding to that world. Yes. And especially since it's the first two episodes, it feels like the show is setting you up to say, like, right... It's not exactly going to be the game. Yeah, and we're going to, like, contextualise this for you. Yeah. You know, that first... I think that first scene in that first episode on that kind of like 60s mm-hmm. chat show, it's really, really good because I think that helps just kind of like set the tone for the horror elements of the show really, really well. Because mm-hmm. like in the game, it's like, oh, you know, because I'm actually physically playing it, the infected are a like genuine threat to like the character mm-hmm. and they're a force that I have to overcome. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same with like the human, uh, the hostile humans as well. But in the show, the fact that it's like rooting it in a reality for the audience. Yeah. I know there's that kind of like, the, you know, that little climate change message that they yeah, throw yeah, in. Yeah. But, the, but they're actually like properly going like, you know, this isn't some like fictional virus. This mm. is a thing that exists now. Yes. And we are presenting to you an incredibly plausible reality mm-hmm. in which this thing is going to fucking destroy humanity. Well, I don't know how plausible it is, but yes, like... It, with, it, like, it the felt, logic, Yeah, yes, the logic that they plausible. give you, it's like, oh, fuck, that could happen. That feels like that could happen. Yes, and they... That opening scene instilled a confidence in me. Yeah. Because I like the look of it as well. Yeah. The show would expand upon the mythology and chart its own path. Yeah. Um, and I think, especially considering how infrequently the infected ended up showing up, yeah, it focuses a lot more on the human. Uh, I guess, which I guess is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but considering how infrequently they show up, it did a really good job of like making them feel scarier. Yes, because it's like, oh yeah, this is like, yeah, this is they've made this real for me now. You know? Well, yeah, like I, said, I, I miss those pre-titles when they weren't there anymore. Yeah, and, and bolstered by the second one as well, where. Because that's always the criticism of zombie um, shows or stories, isn't it? It's like, why don't you just kill the first zombie? Right. And it's fine. But they bring that woman in and she's like, we'll kill who's the one that spread the virus. Mm. And they're like, we have no idea. But it's like, it's the same with COVID. Isolate the first person that got it. Well, yeah. by the time you know it's out there. Yeah. And they're like, well, there are 16 candidates and all of them have ex- have exposed themselves to the public long before we got to them. Right. This virus is out there in the city. There's nothing we can... And she's like, just fucking bomb, bomb the, city. the city. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like, you, you, yeah, they do a really, really good job of making the whole thing feel so grounded that it becomes, like, yeah. actually intimidating. And then it just goes away. It just stops, yeah. It stops. It's so strange to me. So the title sequence is sound. It's a good uh, title sequence. Good. I like it. It has, that the show in general has that clean HBO gold standard cinematography. Yeah. I love the ending of the pilot with um, Never Let Me Down Again by Depeche Mode. Yeah. That was really great. Episode two is basically plot advancement. Yeah. Uh, which is perfectly fine. The Indonesian teaser is great. They are clearly Indonesian. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things. Uh, the clicker scene is effective. The world is well designed. Uh, and you come to take that for granted after a while, yeah. I think. Pedro Pascal is solid. He does exactly as he should. He's a great case study. Oh, look at it. With an episode of case studies. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's a great example of casting someone outside of the race of the... Yeah. And it works. Like it's irrelevant. He, yeah. It, his yeah. race is irrelevant to this. He was absolutely the right fit for Joel. Yeah, this thing. It's not an outstanding performance, as in, because like, the role doesn't... It doesn't demand it. The character's yeah. taciturn nature doesn't lend itself to it being yeah. that kind of performance. But he understands the character. He understands it. He's reliable. Yeah. He, he, when he's on screen, there's no, like, anxiety about, no. oh, what's he going to do? You know? Yeah. I kind of wanted to delay the criticisms for as long as possible because there's, okay. like, there's a lot of good to say, but it's such a fundamental issue for me that I can't skirt around it for a long time. Okay. Bella Ramsey's a problem for me. Right. A real problem for me. She's grating. Her precociousness, as Ellie is in the game, mm. feels completely affected. As in both hers and Ellie's? No, Bella Ramsey, the, 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 Ellie's precociousness 
in the show mm. feels like an affected performance. Okay. I don't mean in a good way, like, oh, it's a kid trying to act older than that. I mean, I feel like I'm watching someone act. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I don't mean the characters putting up shields. I mean, the whole thing feels like somebody acting. It's such a shame that she's so central to the whole enterprise because <laughs> I could overlook it otherwise. But she single-handedly knocks the show down a star for me. Oh, shit. This could have, could have been a five-star show. Mm. And because of her, it's four. People people like Bella Ramsey. I don't well. get it. It's got nothing to do with how she looks, even though she does look like a foot. Um, <laughs> it's got nothing to do... It's it's just like her when she's like biting her nail, that thing that she does quite a lot, mm. like she's really pondering things. I just hate her. Okay. I really hate her in the show. She's not the worst. No. But I really don't like her. And it's got nothing to do with that bugbear about precocious kids, because Ellie, this is where I will compare... In the game, I didn't find it annoying. I thought it worked well. That she's swearing and mm. all that kind of thing. Not Bella Ramsey. No. I don't think she can pull it off. Okay. I think she's a bit too young. I think she's a bit... I know... How old is Bella Ramsey? Well, I was going to say, she's five years older than the character she's playing. Because I think she's 19. She's 19? She's 19, but the Ellie's 14. And she looks 12. Yeah. Or 11. Mm. And she's always going to look like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Okay, so they all... They, well, there you go. That kind of explains it. They cast someone that's going to look young mm. for a while. Because that look isn't going to change. But you can find good... Like, what was the name of the the actress in Logan? Daphne Keene. Daphne Keene. She yeah. was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can you can get a young-looking actor or even a child actor that can act. Well, Nico Parker. Yeah, Nico Parker as well. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's not that necessarily. It's her. Yeah. Okay, so it's not that she's too young. But it feels like someone who's too young. It feels like someone who's 11 that's being told, right, you've got to swear, and like this is how you got to be in this scene. Right. And they're trying it on. Uh, I'm really surprised that she's 19. Okay. That, to me, is like a, oh, she should be much better than she is then. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think saying, like, it feels like she's trying it on... I don't love the phrasing of that, because to me that kind of implies that it's like she's she's not done it before. And so there's like an unfamiliarity. Yeah. With like, there's a disconnect in her performance because like, she's not, it looks like she's not used to doing the things that she's doing. But that's what it feels like. But no, I think she does. Like when she's, that first scene where she like kicks the food tray away and when yeah. she does swear at people, it doesn't feel like this is unfamiliar territory to her. But I agree with you. It doesn't yeah. feel right. It doesn't yeah, yeah. feel like, yeah, I think especially later episodes of the season where Ellie does take a bit more focus. Mm. That's the weakest part of the show. Yes. In fact, I think the worst episode... We'll come to it. ...is something that we share, yeah, yeah. which we will come to. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's, there is something wrong with her performance. I, I, I just can't put my finger on it personally. Well, I, I'm, I think it's that. I think that, it, like, to me, it was like a trying too hard to seem older than her years. Yeah. And, like, the swearing thing is cute and all that kind of thing. And it's not. Mm. And I think part of it is that it's the show... The show has the expectation that you're coming with a, oh, I'm going to like Ellie and Joel. Like, that relationship is really, like, what I'm in it for. And because a lot of people are coming from the game and they're going to have that relationship. There's a lot of people that it doesn't matter what they were like, they were going to like Ellie and Joel because they like Ellie and Joel. Yeah. Like, done. And I think there there is some presumption in how the show unfolds. But no, you're gonna like them. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's fair because if that were the case, the show wouldn't have extended the prologue with the daughter. I don't think it would have. I think it would have just that would have played out fair. Like they wouldn't have spent the time building that character. Oh, you mean in terms of Joel? Yeah, because Joel, it really does feel like the show's going right. Here is Joel. Here's who Joel is. Here's what happens to Joel. Here's how it fucks him. Yeah, up. but here's the, here's the irony. And then Ellie just literally just uh, is in the episode all of a sudden. Yeah, but the irony is that I think I don't think I needed that opening sequence to be what it was to like Joel. There's such a massive gap of time between that. It's twenty years between the prologue yeah. and the show, and it's not like she's often invoked. It's just like it's kind of. He's a certain type of character, and you know that's why. Yeah. But I wasn't, like, thinking of her often through the show. No. I think the irony is that if they hadn't had that opening sequence, but it was just explained why he was the way he was, I would still feel exactly the same way, because he's a good actor mm. playing the character well. Mm. So it's it's an ironic thing. So I'm not... Yeah, I, I don't think... 
Look, I think that prologue is just a really good prologue with a good child actor doing their thing. And it works. Like, their relationship works. It was cast well. They had chemistry. And I think the show is presuming upon the chemistry between Ellie and Joel. Mm. And that's going to carry it. And I don't think necessarily that it's there. But that's not Pedro Pascal's fault. It's Bella Ramsey's fault. And a bit of the show. Okay. Because that's what the show is. Gonna, well, you're going to like those two. I don't mean like them individually. But like it, them together. You're yeah. going to like them together. But it has to, right? Presume it. No, it has to earn it. No, but at some point it, ha- it just has to go, right, well, at this point the audience will like these two together. Yes. And I think actually when that point comes, it doesn't feel right. Okay. There, there is a point where th- there's a watershed point. Mm. And when it happened, I didn't buy it. And I think it's because of that. that the show hadn't done enough of a good job uh, with those two together. He's a great character. Uh, well, not a great. He's a good character being yeah. played really well. Yeah. It's not him. But those two, I mean, we'll get to that moment. You, so you'll see what I'm talking about. But mm. let's talk about episode three first. Yeah. Let, let, yeah. Let's, let's yeah, yeah, lighten it up a bit, yeah, shall yeah. we? <laughs> so Gustavo Santoalala, who did the score for the game. Yes. And does the score for the show. He's an at least twice Oscar winning composer. Mm. He did uh, Babel. And Brokeback Mountain. Ah, okay. Uh, which leads us into episode three. Ah, uh, okay, um, all right. Well, no, because just to get out of the way, there is a melody in the episode that's very reminiscent of the Brokeback Mountain score. Okay. Very reminiscent. You think that's deliberate? Well, I don't know. It's the same few notes in the same order. Yeah. It w- and it was a bit distracting given the overlaps. Yes. But I'm a big fan of Brokeback Mountain, and it probably isn't an issue for anyone else. Okay. Episode three is very good. Yeah. Best episode of the season? Yes. Yeah, I would say so too. Uh, it's not important. No. Like in, you know, air quotes, cult, it's not socially important. But you can say that it's a good hour of television without claiming that it's socially significant. Yeah, well, again, this is an example of the show deviating a bit from the source material, but not failing to understand mm-hmm. the source material, or at least the world the source material takes place in. Yeah. This story absolutely feels like it belongs yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah, and it was just a nice surprise, I suppose. Well, it was like the headlines were, oh, it's the best episode of, tw- early contender for best episode of 2023. Yeah. Now, other than like, it's a bit premature, I'm sure it will be for a lot of people, the best episode of 2023, but that's recently been beaten. So yeah. they, they, can't, they can't say that. Yeah. So firstly, hold the presses. Mm. Secondly, this is coming from a majority of people who understandably can't possibly keep up with all of the TV out there. Yeah. So just rein it in a <laughs> bit. There's something really satisfying about seeing someone create a self-sufficient town. Yes. Just that like routine of like seeing a procedure yeah. happen on screen, you know? Yeah, well, it really does feel like it's the first, uh, like, like you're kind of, it's not like, oh, I'm, yeah, it feels like I'm there with him building the town. Mm. But yeah, you do kind of, it gets you thinking, doesn't it? Yeah, how would I do things yeah. in what order? Yeah, yeah. Could I? Am I capable of doing that? Is that how I would do it? Right, power generators. Yeah, animals. Has plants. he thought of everything? Yeah, oh, yeah. He has covered everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad they didn't feel compelled to show a graphic sex scene. Mm. It is HBO after all. They can do that. Yeah, and this, that's not necessarily anything homophobic. Mm. I think it would have just cheapened it. I think yeah. it really would have because yeah, uh, it's a love story. Yeah. And, and no, you can have love stories with sex, obviously, but I don't know. It would have made it less sweet if you'd just seen them banging. Yeah, it, no, you know. I, no, I completely yeah. agree. And I, yeah, and I think that's true regardless of uh, the fact that it's too much. Absolutely. As well, yeah. My only real critique of the episode is that Nick Offman has been getting most of the praise, and I thought Murray Bartlett was better. <laughs> I thought the other guy was better. I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? Because that is a duo that has chemistry. Absolutely. In that show. And so it's 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 impossible to know at certain times who is bouncing off who. Like, who's who's the, the core of this scene? Yeah. And which one is kind of bouncing off it? Well, I think it's part of it is because Nick Offman... I mean, Mary Bartlett is gay. Yeah. And Nick Offman is being seen as playing against type, even though he actually isn't really. He's playing gay, mm. which is against type. But but no, he's, he's, he's he is playing, Nick Offman. <laughs> he's playing a dramatic Ron Swanson who's gay. Like, yeah. that's what he's doing. Uh, but they're both very good performances. It's just, it's a tiny niggle that I've ha- that I have. Yeah. Neither are oh my god like outstanding, but they're really good. Yeah. And unfortunately, Nick Offman is a certain type that doesn't lend itself easily 
to diverse roles. Yeah. In Fargo, like on paper, Fargo, kind of nervous, vaguely incompetent, conspiracy theorist, uh, lawyer. Mm. But it's Nick Offerman. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, doing a bit of a Minnesota accent. Yeah. You, you can't disagree with the criticism that it doesn't advance the story much. No, but is that necessarily a problem? No, not for me. But if people were to say that, I can't disagree with it. Yeah. It's just whether whether that matters to you or not, and it doesn't matter to me. It is a tangent. It's whether you care about that. And the series, this this is the thing, is going to have to do this. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it's not. it doesn't necessarily advance the plot. No. Um, all it really does in the grand scheme of things is it gives Joel and Ellie transport. That's all it does. Yeah. But it exists within the the story that like it, it has a place in the story that we're, we've already been told mm-hmm. like there are things in previous episodes that get explained by the existence of these characters yes these characters do interact with the main characters in flashbacks they they are rooted in this world and mm-hmm. it does a lot to help bring you into i know it's the third episode it's like well we should be invested in yeah, the world yeah, by yeah. this point but it does good do a good job of like bringing you into that world a bit more mm-hmm so it's like, even though it doesn't necessarily advance the plot, it's not perfunctory. It's not pointless. No, no, it's not pointless. And it's just a really good story. Self-contained story, well told. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, very well, Lindelofian. Yeah, it's you, very Lindelofian. Yeah, that's the thing. You could watch yeah. this episode in isolation. It's like the third episode of The Leftovers, which mm. is thematically a compliment. It's the Matt episode. It doesn't really go much past that. Yeah. Anywhere past that episode. But I, I know, like, on the... Um, was it the Chernobyl podcast? Or maybe it was The Leftovers. The HBO, HBO did a podcast for one of those shows and Craig Mazin and Lindelof were together, one like talking to the other about their show. I just can't remember which was which. Okay. But they do know each other and they're friends. So I wouldn't be surprised right. if Lindelof um, was a consultant. Oh, okay. Say. I'm not like, it's all Mazin. I'm not saying, but you know, it reminded me a lot of, okay. of, of Lindelof. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be possible to put the game on TV to just transplant it. Oh no, to TV. yeah, yeah. There's too much uh, filler. Yeah, with its stealth component and finding things, and a, a lot of it's about the environments and how you navigate it, like with the ladders and all that kind of thing. It's gonna have to do these cutaway character stories. Yeah, and I'm okay with that if they're all like episode three. Yeah, but they're not, are they? But we'll get to it. Okay. Oh, we're still not there yet. We're still not there yet. Okay. I wondered a lot about how different the show would be if it wasn't so loyal to the games. Like, they had the premise, but they could do their own thing. Mm. And this, essentially, completely original episode shows what it could be like, mm. you know. I loved the sitcom aspect of the double date dynamic. Oh, yeah. Like, Frank and Tess get on like a house on fire, but the two more masculine guys dance around each other, yeah. and this manifest is built openly holding him at gunpoint <laughs> at the dinner yeah. table. Yeah. I love that. It was just little things for me. Like I loved the li- when they're a bit older, when they're toward the end. Yeah. The little wink that Bill gives Frank. Like he's he's painted. He's now mob- immobile in a chair and he's painting. Yeah. And uh, Bill is like tending to the garden and he just like gives him a little wink. Like that's it's it was love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like true love. I love the song that's that runs throughout the episode. Yeah. And the final shot is iconic. I'm always going to remember that final shot. Yeah. And what it implies, you know. Mm. Yeah, a lot of the show is Lindelofian. It reminds me of Watchmen in certain ways, the pace, the world building. And I know it's that episode, uh, not to its detriment. It's just very obviously self-contained. It's very obviously self-contained story, quality drama episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's always the bottle episodes and the self-contains that, as we said, end up being the best. But, but this is a good example. Well, I mean, like when you were talking about it earlier, you were talking about like the problem now is that they feel contrived. Their existence yes. feels contrived. They were designed to be that. This doesn't feel like it was designed to be... Like, it felt like... I can see this being arrived at naturally. In a sense, like, oh, the first place they stop is Bill and Frank, so we... But I think it, it is a little bit contrived. And this is an, an assumption in the sense that you know when George Bush was outside the Twin Towers after they'd been demolished? And, um, Go on. <laughs> he has the, uh, the, the megaphone. And then someone goes, oh, we can't hear you. And he goes, yeah. but I hear you. And he has that look on his face like, oh, that was a fucking moment. Like, that I didn't set up. And I bet they had a similar thing when they realized they're gay. Uh, <laughs> we've got a fucking bottle episode and a half here. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Or like, I'm not saying they did, but that's, that's, and they nailed it. I'm yeah, not, it's really great. But that's the thing that that was arrived at. Yes, like, they probably didn't say right. We're going to do a last of the show. The Bill and Frank episode is going to be this self. It's, no, it wasn't. But, the it, first but thing. it does feel like any opportunity to be diverse. They really jump on it. So in the game, it's like alluded to that they were gay. Yeah. And then it's kind of proven when she finds the gay porn mag and yeah. know, like his emotional reaction to him is like, oh, fuck him then, you know. Yeah. They, they've done something, they go the opposite way. The two don't fall out. Like it's a genuine Romeo and Juliet mm. kind of love story. But even without the tragedy, like it's sad, but it's a happy ending in yeah. a way. Yeah. It's just this lovely little story. But the fact that they it was alluded to they were gay, they obviously went, right, we are doing gay. Yeah. You know? Uh, anyway, that's episode three. Really good. Yes. Really good. Okay, episode four, five, and six. Oh, okay. Speeding up now. Well, because they they are kind of just, let's get things moving. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they get a move on episodes. The first egregious example is in episode four of replicating the game, uh, which is the editing of um, her falling asleep. Like, I'm not tired, and then the cut to her being asleep. Oh, right, okay. Uh, which is lifted directly from the game. Yeah, well, yeah, it, there have been other examples. Like, the interaction in with the daughter when she, like, gives him the watch. And oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's broken. That is shot exactly the same as Okay, well. okay. Well, the, the, I think this is the first one I noticed, because okay. that's a, a memorable cut. Yes, know? yeah. Whenever this happens, which is principally in this episode and the finale, it's really jarring to me. It's interesting, isn't it? Because... Yeah, whenever that happens, not necessarily like in concept, this is similar mm-hmm. to the game, or even just moments where the dialogue is lifted. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's from the game. When it's literally like, oh, that's the it's game. Edited the same. Yeah, yeah, it's edited the same. It's shot the same. It takes me out the show completely. And it's really interesting because it's like, well, it is an adaptation. Mm-hmm. This is well within the boundary of what's expected from it. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting that in this instance, it's it has that effect on me where yeah, it doesn't ruin the show, but. I'm suddenly aware that I'm watching a show when yes, I see that. I I agree with that. I think one would probably benefit from having no familiarity with the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Henry and Sam stuff is fine. Yeah. The brother stuff when he's with the they're with the brother that's fine mm-hmm. in their community. That's kind of all I've got to say. But they're fine, decent. They're moving the plot forward episodes. Yeah. There's nothing. There was nothing stand out about them for me. Other than they made um, Sam deaf, which he isn't in the game. Yes. Which, again, feels like a, oh, we could do something with that, you know? Yeah, but I mean, they're in a world where, I mean, one of yeah, the... Yeah, you one, know, it added to it. Yeah, one of the, the major enemies they face is an enemy that hunts via sound. Yes. And you've got a deaf character. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. makes perfect sense. But it, it made like the two closer as well. Because not, not many people could communicate with Sam. Yeah. So it made the brothers closer. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, episode seven. Are we, are we here? Yeah. Oh, we're here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I really do understand how people could get frustrated by the diversions from the plot. I embrace them if they're good. This is not one of those examples. No. It's of next to no interest to me. No. And I, I really mean that. You- In fact, I watched The Last of Us with my father. Yes. And I skipped episode seven without telling him. Oh, see, really? To see if he noticed. And he didn't. Wow, okay. Because episode six Was ends... Was he watching the show? Just, just, well, give it the benefit of the doubt. Episode, he actually watched Episode it? six ends with Joel being stabbed. Yeah. And episode eight starts with, like, he's been patched up, but he's still, like, out of it. And they've been in this house for a while, which is perfectly within the remit of what the show would do anyway. Yeah. So, no, you miss nothing. Okay. Nothing at all. Because you said to me before, that, like, there is, in the most charitable of yeah. universes... This episode does have a point. Right. In that it kind of explains a character beat for Ellie that the show has kind of already explained. Well, this is... Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Because um, I was going to say, other than that, this is what episode three could have been if it was done badly. Yes. In that it has literally no... There's literally no point to it. Right. Except gay. Yeah. But you've, like, but you've already had that. So it's like gay... But Ellie, but, well, lesbian then. Yeah, or but... bisexual, whatever the fuck she is. Well, yeah, sure. but like... But we've done this... You've yeah, had your moment. I know. It was the whole episode of wandering around a mall. That's what it was. And because it's a tangent, it makes it particularly grating. Mm. You know? This is the worst episode, yeah. I think. Oh, absolutely. By this point in the show, this is the point. We've taken it as given that Ellie wouldn't leave Joel yeah. behind. There's enough of a bond now, especially... So in episode six... He's going to leave her with the brother. Exactly, yeah. And she's like, everyone's left me. And now you're going to fucking leave me. And then he says, well, it's your choice. And she stays with him. Yeah. 
I didn't need an hour of television to contextualize a decision that I already knew she would have made. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, That's genuinely. It. That's it. So all it has to go, all that it can offer me is a really great self-contained story. Yeah. Which it didn't. Yeah, because what else could this episode, what else could this episode have served, like, in terms of, like, its existence? You've got that moment, which is like, yeah, that is genuinely what it's well, doing. Well, Ellie refers to uh, that she's, she's killed before. Yeah. And we now see who. Yeah, we don't... Yeah, we see who. We don't, yeah, we don't see her doing it, but we see that it would have been... It would have hit her emotionally. Yeah. But we already got that. That yeah. she had a friend called Riley that she, you know... Yeah. I know that already. Yeah. I know that people have had to do horrible, heinous shit in this... In that, the world of the show. Mm. It, it, uh, genuinely, it's to introduce the idea that she isn't straight. But we knew this already, right? Did we? Um, okay, well, I, obviously I'm coming from the perspective of someone that is familiar with these characters yeah, yeah, yeah. prior to the show. Yeah. Not necessarily a fan of the game, just like, I've I played it, I yeah, knew it, yeah, I, yeah. I knew what to expect. Two it, is a fucking drudge, in it? But go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't... I, in a way, I can't wait for two. Yeah. Because it's just fucking miserable. It's so miserable. And I, I want to see how they fix it. Because they do need to fix it. Two, the Last of Us Part 2 is one of the most divisive games that's come out in recent memory. Yeah. Because there are people that genuinely and ironically will put it at the top of, like, best games of all times list. It was. It was number one on one list I saw. Yeah. And then there are other people, sensible people, yeah. who think it's borderline unplayable. Well, I think... I'm trying to remember what they said when it was at number one. It was like, look, like it or lump it, this did more to advance gaming than any other game in history. Yeah. Now, I don't know what that's... I, well, no, I, I intuitively feel that's not true. Yeah, it's, it's um, absolute bollocks. But, like, graphics-wise, it's fucking amazing. It's still, it's not... I, I no, would no, say I, it's, it's not even the most impressive graphics jump of its generation. No, no, I'm not even saying a jump. I'm just get, giving it its due. Yeah. It looks amazing. Yeah. The first one looks amazing. The second one looks even better. Yeah. I, it's, it's just more horrible to look at because it's bleaker. Yeah. Uh, and everything about it is bleaker and it's yeah. not as interesting and it's not as anything as the first yeah, one yeah Ellie is less likeable Joel yeah. has done a hell of a disservice yeah it's spe- it's way too fucking long and I don't think there's a single redeemable character in the entire plot well it doesn't really know what it feels like it doesn't know what it is so like the first game even though it's post-apocalyptic and like it's oh we've got to do horrible stuff in the post-apocalypse that relationship between Ellie and Joel carries it yeah it's not the kind of show uh, game rather where it's bleak in that particular way mm. where it kills off the main character in such a violent disposable way yeah like Sons of Anarchy did that mm. and for that show unlike The Shield where they were like unrelentingly they could do things like that yeah. and you go oh Jesus that was fucking dark yeah but that those shows exist in an incredibly dark universe mm. and The Last of Us for all of its post-apocalyptic stuff doesn't mm. it's not as dark as that it's just not as dark as that no. even when you get the fucking cannibals in the next episode yeah it doesn't go that dark the way Joel is disposed of in the second game is just miserable yeah it's not dark it's miserable yeah you, you it's know? interesting watching people's reaction to it yeah. as well because I think the brutality the brutality of it is obviously supposed to be the, I think the idea is that it's supposed to be gut-wrenching. Yeah, yeah. And it does put you in the same position as Ellie, where it's like, right, the person who did this, they're fucking dead. I will, I will hunt them to the edge yeah, yeah. of the universe yeah. to avenge Joel. But watching people's reactions to it, people mm. got angry about it. Well, that's they were what, like, how yeah. fucking dare you do that to that's Joel? Like, I don't, I'm not connected to it, so I didn't have any emotional reaction either way. But it, it's not sad. Mm. It's not sad when he's killed. It's just like kind of disgusting, but not in the way that you that it should be. Yeah, it's like yeah, anger is would be the correct response if you, if you're really into those games. Yeah, it'd be why would you do that? Yeah, that's just because it's like um, gratuitous. Mm. That's why because it feels gratuitous. It's like you've done that for its for the sake of it. Yeah, to be shocking and mm. to uh, as an exemplar of oh look how brutal it is in this world. But like I kind of knew that I didn't. Yeah, you need to do that in that way. You know. And thematically, it's not that interesting. Like, oh, a character that you, you know, he's killed people and you forget that they have families that... Yeah. You know, bull- it's bullshit. Yeah, anyway, yeah. That's so, so no, it'll be interesting to see how... More interesting because Neil Druckmann is sort of co-showrunner, right? Yeah. Yeah, so if Craig Mazin... I don't know what Craig Mazin thinks of The Last of Us Part 2. 
Mm-hmm. But I know Neil Druckmann is immensely proud of it. So I'm, I'll be interested to see what becomes of that. Yeah. And whether he's going to have to be taken down a peg or two to be like, right, Neil, it sucks. It's miserable. You're going to ruin no, it. No, I don't think. I think he's in, I think he's in deference to um, right. Neil Druckmann. Yeah. I think he's like he's Alan Moore and this is Watchmen and right. He's an Uber like they said after Chernobyl, right? What do you want to do? And he's like, Well, I want to, I want to do The Last of Us. Mm. And the second game existed already. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's like, I'm honored, I'm blessed to have this property. That's the vibe I get from him. Yeah. And they they've already said it's gonna be two seasons now of part two, and that's it. That's it done. Yeah. Which is like why bother? Why bother doing it at all then? Because they're not, it's not different enough to justify a whole fucking TV show. Yeah. Um, and it, Yeah, and it seems like their intention is not to do a Game of Thrones, where it's like, right now we chart our own path. But even with Game of Thrones, they only did that because they overtook mm. the author. I think they... It, is there going to be a Last of Us Part 3? Yeah, they said that they're, they're there thinking is. about oh, it. Maybe then, I, but I don't know. As far as I know, they've said, no, seasons two and three will be the second game mm. and that's kind of it's finite we know where we're going we know yeah. where we're ending so yeah so episode seven yeah I don't know what that was a tangent from but I felt like Nor do I was I. starting to make a point and then we got angry about the last of us part two well my last point there was that it's a lot to get to one line that contextualizes a decision that literally everybody would have already assumed she would have made yeah so there's that oh yeah I think it's like what, what what's the point of this episode yeah 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 it's that um, it's well, so it shows how she was bitten. Yeah, Do which I... you, no, you don't need it. No, I'm literally thinking like, what gaps does it fill in? The lesbianics that she's bitten. Mm. We see this. Oh yeah, that's what it was. I said I was already familiar with the characters. Oh, right, right, right. So I okay. knew the character was gay. Yeah, and there are hints that there are thrown hints. in. There are hints, like she says, "Oh, some of the boys early on." She's like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm not really into that." And I don't know if you're not familiar with Ellie prior to the show yeah. whether those hints are too subtle. I don't think they were. I think no. you totally would have got that she's gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think it serves that function where it's like, oh, this character's gay. I never knew that, you know? Yes. Yeah, an hour of TV for those tiny yeah, exactly, little things. Yeah. If a story is gripping and well told, fine. Again, episode three, but not here. No. And also it's not like, it doesn't feel like it's it serves a function of, look how this incident changed Ellie. No. Because the Ellie no. that we see in that flashback is the exact same Ellie exactly that we've known the throughout same. the rest of the show. Exactly the same, yeah. yeah. But they, again, they were trying to do a little love, a cute teenage love story with two girls. Yeah. Look at the representation. Again, it, it, those that's what bothers me. The thing that bothers me, other than Bella Ramsey's performance, the most about The Last of Us is those things. Where they, my sense, and maybe it, I don't know, it's a complete like interpretation, is that when they had a chance to be quote-unquote diverse they fucking ran really ran with it mm. you know what i mean yeah we'll do an hour lesbian thing we'll do an hour gay thing <laughs> and i don't have a problem with those because like i said episode three is amazing but it just feels opportunistic and a bit uh, I, eh. in a way this this one made more sense because this is an adaptation of post-game dlc yeah yeah a prequel to the game but it came out after the game did mm-hmm. and it's like oh we finally have the chance to properly integrate this into the story of The Last of Us 1. Yes. But, I, I mean, you know, the fact that this was written after that story was written, it shows it's, that it's, it's like... It's the DLC walking around a mall. I think so. See, that's what... that's what The one thing that winds me up about those kinds of games, like you said, isn't Last of Us considered, like, Oscar bait to some degree? To a lot of people, yeah. when, when it came out, yeah, it was called um, Video Game Oscar Bait. Yeah. And I I, 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 I think I know where you're going with this, where well, it's like, this, it's not. Yeah, no, I think The Last of Us isn't. The game isn't. It's like, it, it, I think it would be fun to play. Yeah. It just also has that kind of, oh, it's a story. But that is Oscar bait shit, where yeah. it's like indie gaming. Oh, you're just walking around a thing and you're talking to each other and I want to play a game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm less familiar with the Left Behind yeah, yeah. DLC. I don't know if it is just that. My impression is it's just that. I could be wrong. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think at the time it was called off. I, I think it was because of its tone yeah. and the maturity of its presentation. Because at the time, a lot of AAA games weren't behaving like that. Right. They are now. Like, most games that come out nowadays are tonally, or at least in their kind of core presentation, they're very akin to the last one. Yes. yes. God of War is a perfect example. Yeah. You look at how that franchise started as this kind of spectacle slasher. Yeah. And then the last two... 
it's Kratos and his son hunting through the wilderness and it's very Last of Us where it's like it's their relationship I think that mo- a lot of modern gaming could be condensed to the song Getting to Know You but in like an 8-bit that's what should be yeah there are a lot of precocious kids in the show um storm reed is the worst is that just the riley that's riley yeah yeah she's not very i didn't like her these older than their years cocky kids that talk in sass and sarcasm they're very annoying it feels like young person acting and i just don't give a shit about their relationship (laughs) the look on storm reed's face when ellie's being impatient that like come on now Wait, come on, I've planned this out for you. I just wanted to fucking smack it off her face. <laughs> um, I think there's an anxiety about writing kids to be too kiddy. Mm. And there's a sense that there's an element of subversiveness to kids swearing mm. and smart-mouthing and outwitting the adults. But at this point, I would say that that's more the rule than the exception in entertainment. Yeah, I wouldn't even say subversive. I think it's just, it feels more akin to how it kind of is that's the sense but i don't think that's an accurate sense no not not like well the way kids act around each other yeah i think it's closer to that like like with stranger things for example that felt like they wanted to write kids the way they interact with other kids rather than the way they act with other adults but i don't think they get it right I think I'm not saying they yeah 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 i'm saying that that, i think that's the goal it's like it's it's an adult going right how did I talk to other kids when I was a kid? Yes, and you forget. Yeah. And if Juno didn't set the trend of, you know, that smart-mouthing teenager thing, yeah. it was instrumental in, in its pr- proliferation. But that film was particularly heightened, rapid-fire dialogue, and it worked tonally for what that film was. Mm. I don't think teenagers are all dumb, and they can't be witty or clever. We were teenagers. I like to think we weren't complete idiots. Yeah. But it's like writers try so hard to avoid writing them as children that they overdo it in the opposite direction. I didn't love 8th grade, the film, mm. but he nailed that. How teenagers talk. Yeah, I feel like he did. He uh, nailed yeah. it. He got it. He remembers what it was like. And I feel like he interviewed mm. teenagers, stuff like that. And yeah, adult, you do. I, I wouldn't know how to write a kid. No. I write kids like I've seen kids being written in films. Yeah. Yeah, so this episode, it's not enough to write off the show, but it was a massive mess. Yes. A massive mess. A shame that it came so late as well. Yeah, I know. Run. I know. So episodes eight and nine. Mm. Scott Shepard is very good. Is that the main... Yes. Kind of, yes. Yes, the leader of the cult, Yeah, essentially. On the rewatch, so I really liked episode eight when I first saw it. Mm. And it's not as strong as it initially was. It's probably the third best episode for me. Okay. But I think it's because it came on the hot on the heels of episode seven. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, breath of fresh air. <laughs> It's still one of the better episodes. It's a bit darker, a bit more ruthless. Mm. But this is the point I alluded to earlier. At the conclusion, after she's killed the guy, and Joel's comforting her and calling her baby girl, it didn't really land with me. Okay. And I know there's no exact science to this. I don't know if they need to wait longer, whether it just doesn't click 100% for me because of her. But it felt like their closeness had been accelerated and it didn't fully sit right. The problem is... From one episode to the next, it says, like, two months later. Mm. And within that, there's an implied um, relationship. Yeah. But I need to see it. Yeah. By yeah. the point where he's, like... Because he's so indifferent to her for most of At first, he just hates her. Yes. Then it's like, you're just a package. Mm. Then he's just, like, grumpy. Mm. And then, like, he, he laughs once or twice at the jokes. And then slowly, he's like, oh, I guess you're not terrible. And it kind of goes from that to baby girl, baby girl. Yeah. And that was too much of a leap for me. I needed a bit more between. Yeah. I mean, at the same time... I know the circumstances are so horrific. He's like... It activates the dad in him. Yeah, because but... it's not just the, the, the severity of the circumstances, but it's like he finally... It's the same with the last episode as well. It's like he finally got to save his daughter, isn't it? Kind of. <sighs> but he doesn't, though, in this one. That's the thing. She saves herself. No, yeah, he, he just finds her. Yeah, look, okay, the yeah, last yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, the last one, if they'd done a bit more work, I, I could have run with that. But, like, he's, he's the character's at a point now where he would do what he does in the final episode. Yeah. But it, it was the baby girl that's so intimate. Mm. And, again, I know that... But he doesn't even know what's happened. It, all he sees is her running out of a burning building. Yeah. It's like, baby girl... I, I don't know. In the game when it happened, I remember it feeling fine. Mm. And it didn't in the show. 
Yeah, that's the thing. But they, I, they skip three months on one episode. That's cheating. <laughs> but yeah, but with, um, I mean, with the game, because like, what would this be? If it was episode eight, this is what? The, just coming up on the eighth hour that we've spent with these characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the game, while not having experienced much more in terms of story mm-hmm. and character development, I think that's like the 20th hour you're spending with those characters. You're also dying and having to replay a lot. Yes. So you're spending even more time Yeah, with you the could have spent weeks with Joel and Ellie at Absolutely. that point. And yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's just a limitation of the form that they've adapted it to. There's also, um, there's something to be said for an unconscious, passive development of the relationship. When you're just walking around in areas doing your own thing, mm. but you're still talking to it in the background, yeah. it, it's like it bleeds in more deeply, yeah. uh, rather than like focusing on the character doing this this emotional beat. I know it's counterintuitive, but I think there's something to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think if you sat and like fucking listened to a podcast, it wouldn't be as good as just having it on. Yeah, you know, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. The finale is a disappointment. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a big disappointment. I wish I... At that point, I wish I knew nothing about the game. Okay. Because it, it is the game. It yeah. is just hands up, straight down. No, hands down, straight up. The game. <laughs> um, and I've tried to avoid making comparisons as much as I can. And again, I don't care about the faithfulness. You can't help but stack the two up against each other in your mind, to some degree. But when the plot follows the game to the letter, mm. you're waiting for the surprise that never comes. Because I'd seen episode three and because of the pre-title things in episode seven, as t- horrible as it was, I was waiting for, okay, so how is it going to end differently then? Mm. What additional thing do I get that I didn't get from the game? And I didn't get anything. Okay. The CGI giraffe was a bit shit. <laughs> no, that, that's a real giraffe. No, it's not. That's no, a real giraffe. Dude, it's not a real no, giraffe. No, I've seen the... It's a real giraffe. It's not a real giraffe. It's a real giraffe. We're going to look at it after this no, you, and we, you will no, see it's not a real giraffe. I'm telling you, it's a real giraffe. No, it's not. No, no, it's I'm not. Sorry. I'm it's not lying to you. It's, it's not a, a real giraffe. They're feeding a real giraffe. They're feeding a real giraffe. You'll have to show me because I do. It, yeah. it looks like a CGI giraffe. It looks no, like it's out of the game. I, I don't know if the environment behind it is green screen. It might be. Yeah, okay. Because there is a lot of that. And like, I don't think that the, the green screening and the CGI is ever bad in the show. No, it's not. The effects are usually pretty good, but yeah. you can usually tell when they're against the green screen. Yes, you can. And I don't know what whether that's just... That's just the reality that we live in now, where if you're trained to a certain degree well, in that's the it. language of film, yeah. you're just going to see a green screen. If you're trained to a certain degree. I mean, like, there were moments in the second episode, the big money shot, where you see the full... Like, the building having collapsed onto the other building. Yeah. I knew like, oh, you just do a bit of set dressing in this little area where they are yeah. and then the rest is green screen. Yeah. Yes. If you're trained to a certain degree, you know that. Yeah. So it's but, it's very possible that behind the giraffe, okay. that's all fake. That's, but it, it is a real giraffe. They, they what, had a whole like, okay, like a behind the scenes vignette on it. Yeah. I gotta be honest, that's really interesting because the, the quality of the CGI giraffe, as I saw it, yeah. was a big turn off. Oh, right. Okay. I thought that really is not good. Okay. And you'll tell me it's a real giraffe. It's a real giraffe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, because Be- yeah, I think they had an interview with Bella Ramsey where it was like, so what was it like feeding a real giraffe? Yeah. And then the, and she was like, oh my God, you know. So I've already spoken about that I think there's a level of, a level of presumption that we're going to have a fondness for these characters. Mm. Joel is low-key and taciturn, and I like him. They really want us to heart Ellie, and it's not happening for me. As much as they try to endear her to us, no. Mm. I thought the somber tone of Joel's massacre was well judged. Yeah, that was interesting that, that it was played kind of... As a tragedy. Yeah. That he's like forsaken his humanity to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was really good. It's not a cool action set piece. No. And I read... They, so they kept the editing of the game for the climax, beat for beat, mm. uh, because they thought it was re- it worked really well. It was really effective. I actually think it's robbed of something. And the question you have to ask is... Well, that they have to ask is... Would they have done that if not from loyalty to the game? If you were, you've got everything from scratch mm. and you end up at that point, do you edit it that way? And I say almost certainly not. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's a very specific type of editing. Joel making that decision to kill Marlene. Think about this in real time, okay? Yeah, I am. He makes the decision to call her, uh, to kill her. The lingering silence afterwards, carrying Ellie away, driving in silence, stewing. Mm. Then Ellie wakes up. That's much more potent than the... Did he kill her? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. 
Yeah. Even the game, it's weird, actually. But And the ending is not powerful. I think that's partly because of her. Mm. The okay, which is meant to be this, oh my God, it says so much. Yeah. It doesn't. To me, it didn't. Mm. No, I, I, I think the, the, the sudden cut to black after she says okay carries more weight than her performance does. Yeah, well, it's meant to be a really profound emotional moment. Yeah. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think it was. Mm. In many ways, I think the game is weaker than the show. Mm. I don't want to compare and contrast everything, but just for a couple of examples, Tess's death, much better in the show. Yeah. Joel killing the guard at the end of the pilot, great little yeah. insight in, into how you could like deepen that. It's using what it has, and mm. it's making it better. It's a good show. It's not a great one. And I don't think it can become one, but it's good. It's better than most things on TV. Yeah. But it's not a great show. Well, it's the, it's certainly the new gold standard for adaptation. Right? Yeah, it's probably the best video game adaptation ever. I, I would say that it's probably the first decisively, like, objectively good one. Yes. Where I don't think anyone would say this is... They would, people would say probably they don't like it. Yeah. But I don't think anyone could say, it's oh, it's objectively bad. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I am interested to see what effect that has going forward because like we know that God of War is now being adapted right Ghost of Tsushima is being adapted as well and they're games that are kind of reminiscent of The Last of Us anyway yeah in the wake of it yeah so I imagine they're kind of the way those shows will be adapted and presented mm-hmm. is going to be very similar to The Last of Us yeah God of War will be interesting just because of the, the scale of it yeah but I'm, I'm curious to see whether they'll go with whether they will seek out deliberately cinematic fare well, that's the thing. Or whether they will kind of still try to make things like Rampage and Super Mario and Sonic and stuff like that. For all its dues, and it, it, it's really good in a lot of ways. Um, I don't want to take anything away from it. It's the easiest thing that you get, you can make a good adaptation of. Yeah. Because it's a very linear, very stripped back, not much going on story. Yeah. But there's nothing there that you can expand upon for a television series. Whereas something like GTA or Red Dead, even though people say like oh, there's a lot of story, it's easy to adapt. It's not, because you've got to whittle and... There's so much that will have to be yeah, lost. Yeah, streamline. Like, what is it actually about and what characters do we use? Yeah. You have to expand upon the last of Even us. a TV show. Yeah. There's so much you'd have to lose from Red Dead 1. Like, yeah. do you even keep Mexico if you're right, Red Dead Right, there's so 1? much stuff like, what, you have to isolate one of the key components. Yeah. Am I adding anything? Do I have to add anything? Yeah. If I'm not adding anything, am I cheating? You know? Yeah. Whereas Last of Us, because it's so basic mm. and so cinematic... It's really easy. Yeah. So yes, it is the best, but I don't think out of much labor because it was easily the, no, easily could be the but best. also I wouldn't. But I'm not taking anything yeah, away from it. I don't take anything. But away it's from still Greg a good Mason show. Episode three is still episode three. It's yeah. still a really good show. But that's like you know, a key perspective, I suppose. <laughs> okay. So the end of this season is the end of the first game. Yes. Before there were any plans for a sequel, this was the end of yes. the Last of Us. Yeah. Does it feel like an ending? Um, oh, I, I don't have an answer for you, really. That's, it's difficult, right? Because I don't know what the ending is. I know in post-apocalyptic things, it's never going to be they find the thing that saves the world. Because yeah. it, it never is that. But that makes me realise I don't really know what the story is, what the yeah. point is. Where does this all lead? Because if they are very faithful to the games, I know where it leads. In which case, nowhere. Yeah. Like, is this really about where it's a father and a daughter becoming a father and a daughter to each other? Yeah. And, like, fuck everything else. It's about them finding happiness, living long. But I know that's not what it's about. Mm. So where does this all lead? I guess that's it, right? Like, it's it's her deciding whether she believes it, whether she actually believes him or not. Yeah. She's decided to. So she's decided to... That's the character beat. ...invest in this father-daughter dynamic that they've kind of created for themselves. Yeah, but so that reminds me of Inception, right? That Like, everyone said, oh, is it real or is it not? Yeah. And Nolan will always say, the point is, he doesn't care at that point. Yeah. But that works because the whole film, he's checking whether it's a dream or not. And when he actually sees his kids, he's like, fuck it. Yeah. There's nothing about this ending that suggests anything about her growth. Mm. That she's like, she's always been very, no, I want to know what the truth is. And, but, and now she's willing to maybe accept a lie because lies are sometimes better than the truth, as Alfred Pennyworth would tell I mean, us. Yeah, no, but I think, I feel like she's always the first to reject bullshit. Yeah. But do, do and you think cynicism that, and like, oh, we can't save them. No, we must try. 
And now she's finally reached the point where she's like, ignorance is the best thing here. But do you think that really says, is that central to what that story is about? I don't think it is. It's not like the the, the main theme is. I mean, it, do, it, you, it, do you do you delude yourself? Do you lie to yourself? Yeah. You... Well, it brings her more in line with Joel, I suppose. It's like, about, yeah. like those two have now. There's now something that they have in common beyond their relationship that they share. But not to jump ahead, doesn't the truth actually make her stop talking to him? I'm to- well. I'm talking specifically about this now. Yeah, this but story. Is it that she's choosing to believe him? As in, oh, I know it's bullshit, yeah. but we'll have an agreed-upon lie. Or does she... She believes him because of the relationship they've developed. Are you asking me what I think, or... I'm asking you what you think, or you, what the intention was. Well, no, because I think the intention was we don't... We're not supposed to know. And that is the discussion. Okay. That is the, the debate that is had once the show is over, is did she actually believe him or not? Because if the second game is followed, which it will be, probably, yeah, and they do the same thing, it can only be that she actually believes him. So it's more about the the depth of the relationship they've developed. We're yeah. like, I'll just take your word for it then, yeah. because you're my protector. It can't be that she chooses to believe it. It's that she actually believes it. Unless that's Craig Mazin's one contribution. That well, that he changes that. Yeah, it's like yeah. no, she didn't believe him, and we're going to see how that affects. Maybe before Maybe. you decide to brutally murder him, Neil yes. Druckmann. Well, that was that's it. That's the last of us. That's yeah, what, that's all I got. Okay, so. Yay! I mean, overall, it's, overall, it's a good thing. I, yeah. I just think you know, th- there's a lot to say against it as well. It's it's a weird kind of mix I've got, mm. which is I think it's better than most shows. But when people talk about how good it is, I kind of want to caveat it with, "Well, hang on, okay." You know what I mean? It's that weird, like, yeah, it's good, but fuck it, like, it's not it's not A star television. It's like B plus or A television. Okay. And yeah. she's a part of the. She's the biggest reason. Yeah, why. part of the problem. Yeah. That's good, right? Having television worth talking about. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing that it's in the world. Yeah. I wouldn't want it. Yeah, I like it. Okay, I like it. I just don't love it. Okay. Um, are you going to show me a giraffe? Is that what you're going to do right now? Uh, well, yeah, I was sort of get, uh, sort of getting an article up ready. Okay. Um, and yeah, there's one here. Well, yes, yeah, well, yes, that's- the giraffe is real, and his name is. Nabo and Nabo. lives in Calgary. Because um, I was, I realised that I was being very, like, firm about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew I was right. Okay. But, but because I was being so firm about it, it was like, yourself. well, no, I'm just going to be proven wrong now. Did you think it was a real giraffe when you first watched it? Be honest. I didn't know. You didn't know, okay. I didn't know. I, I suspected it wasn't. Yeah. But I think that was just because, well, they're not going to get a real giraffe, are they? Well, I was saying, I didn't know. I didn't know. The other giraffes are definitely CGI. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So the beginning of this article is like, some people thought the CGI it does look was dodgy. Yeah, I don't believe them. I don't believe it's it. It's a joyful moment, friendly. Blah 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 blah. Bella Ramsey talking about how amazing it was. Uh, Craig Mazin talking about how amazing it was. And then it just stops loading. That's really annoying. <laughs> We're gonna look this up. That's the game. He might be comped in. Huh? He might be comped in. Or like I said, there's, oh, a, there's, right, there's a green yeah, screen, yeah, yeah. which is maybe why it doesn't look 100% real. Yeah, fine. Just well, just, I try and divorce the scenery from it. Okay. Just look at the giraffe itself. The way it moves even, it looks... Mm. Do you know what I mean? No, it's the muscles are too... Um, like, there's too much detail in the way the muscles are moving. Do you not... Yeah. And, the, and the tongue as well. That's not a fake tongue. There's something wrong about it, George. Maybe, I'm, I'm, not, must, I'm not disputing yeah, that. Yeah, it must be keyed in then. That is not there with them doing that. I'm telling you that right now. It's not eating the thing from her hand. Where's she going? Come on, come on, come on. To the outing bay. Well, there's certainly some VFX in the scene. Elements of the stage featuring CGI, such as the blue screen background. Yeah. The team used real giraffes from the Calgary Zoo. Mm-hmm. And they've, oh, there you go. They've even got behind the scenes. Yeah, I want to see behind the scenes footage. Of I'm, I'm loading it up yeah. now. It's not footage, they're stills. I, I want to see footage. No, no. The stills are like with the blue screen and everything. Right. Mm. So that, ev- that's, ev- not, that, that whole... that's not compelling. I know, I need, I need a camcorder. Yeah, the whole scene, everything except them and the giraffe is fake. But the giraffe yeah. is real. That doesn't look real. Do you know, I don't know what it is. <laughs> 
Um, it's a giraffe, mate. <laughs> you can't deny that's a giraffe. It's got blue reflection on him and anything. He's clearly there. Yeah. But what I really want is, like, camcorder footage on the ground. Yeah. Like, behind the giraffe as they're up on the thing feed. You know what I mean? Like, that's what... Uh, what, Yeah, but I don't know if... No, no, but that's what I need. Don't give me stills. (laughs) Stills are doctored. No, that giraffe was clearly there. No, okay, fine. I will accept it, but... Right. And for a show like this, right, behind the scenes, they film fucking everything. Yeah. Right? If there's no, oh, it's, it's a conspiracy. No, 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 now, no. I'm is not it? saying it's conspiracy, but you will, you must admit, there must be a fucking trove of footage of that giraffe behind, with that giraffe behind the scenes. I don't know. Look, they probably there were probably rules as to like, right, you can't put a camera under the giraffe. No, from from a dist- I'm talking like fucking Cloverfield style, like with a giraffe way over there. I mean, this was a production that was probably. They, everyone had to sign NDAs. They couldn't. You couldn't film. Yeah, but no, for the DVD, I'm talking about. Like, actually, I'm not talking about like some set, set designer getting a cheeky thing on his iPhone. Yeah, I'm talking about like professionally filmed behind the scene featurettes. Well, maybe. We'll wait for the DVD to come out. Okay? Yeah, maybe they will. Until be. then, I will not drop it. Okay, <laughs> I, I won't bang on about it's it. It's a real giraffe, mate. It's a real giraffe. I won't bang on about it, but I need that footage, and I will happily. I'll happily say now that it's Even real. though it has been proven to you that the only real things in that shot were Joel, Ellie, that's not, and the That's not proof. Um, it's fucking behind-the-scenes pictures. That's not proof. Are you accept that as proof, do you? Yeah. A man who thinks... Well, what do you think about the moon? Well, that it's getting bigger. Yeah, right. So You can't prove me wrong. Well, you can't prove me wrong. Doctored images, AI. Yeah, we could say that about footage as well. You say that about anything. That's the yeah. point. Yeah. So where's your line? But what my line is when I see the behind-the-scenes featurette okay. showing the actual giraffe. Even though you've and just I'm seen like, a couple. No, no, no. Footage. I want footage of the giraffe that's not in the show. Because there is that exists. You don't just go, all right, roll, and then that's all there is of the giraffe. There's going to be fucking loads of it. There's going to be a, a featurette about its transportation, how they chose it, its personality. Well... Everything. Considering that this was all done during COVID, that might not necessarily be the case. They, they pulled were, off the show itself. They're going to have... Yeah, but they the were probably limited in the resources they had access to. Plus, like I said, there's probably rules about... So, film, hang on. Hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. hang on. I'm already saying I'm willing to accept that it's real. Yeah. And if I see that, it will, it will prove it. Mm. Right? Like, conclusively. Mm. I'm not saying that's not proof, the pictures or whatever, but conclusive proof that will shut me up forever about it. Right. Okay? You're already defending... The absence of footage that's going to exist. When I think we both know there would be a lot of footage for us. No, not necessarily. You yourself know how anorexic DVD special features are nowadays. Yes, but they put them online instead. Yes, and you've seen what? No, I've seen an HBO Max video with a still that you've already shown me. Nah, you're just being. (laughs) All I'm saying is there's got to be something additional. You tell me that is all we're ever going to have. Or whatever. No, we, no, more might well come out. Yes. I guess what And I'm more saying. does exist, crucially. Maybe. There is more footage of that giraffe than the 20 seconds it's on screen. Yeah, but that's stuff that we would never see anyway. They're not going to release unfinished rushes like I'm that. not talking about takes that weren't used or anything like that. I'm just talking about like around the set. Look, when it comes to the everything's filmed. They mm. film everything on these sets, mm. behind-the-scenes stuff. Especially with a big thing like this, which is going to have a lot of interest. But like I said, it's worth it. remembering that this was done during COVID. I'm aware. Where I'm aware they were limited in what they... I'm aware it was done during COVID. Have. But we've already seen some behind-the-scenes pictures of them wearing masks. Mm. So it would just be everyone wearing masks. Look, it's a real <laughs> giraffe, Sam. No. You just I, have to accept No, 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 no. And I'm not saying it's not at this point. You're just saying that listen, I believe, you don't believe that it's real. Listen, even though you, listen, listen. When you told me that it's actually a real giraffe. I believed you instantly. I'm ready to believe... You're not behaving like someone who believes instantly. I'm ready instantly. to believe that it's a real giraffe. But I maintain something's wrong. It looks ropey. It doesn't look like a real giraffe. And all I need to concretize my... Look, I'm leaning towards it's a real giraffe. I'm, hev- <laughs> I'm, heavily, I'm heavily leaning... I don't, I don't think you I'm are, I'm heavily mate. leaning towards it. The argument stems from... I just... There is extra footage of that giraffe. And I want to see it. The ultimate point, in terms of critical review, is that whether it's real or not, it doesn't look real. So whatever they've done is not effective. No, and what they've done, what it looks like they've yeah. done, based on what we've been given in yeah. terms of the stills and it, what it looks like they've done is they've put 
Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey mm-hmm. on a blue screen yes. with a giraffe. And the entire environment that they inhabit yeah. is fake. Yes. But that's not the bit that... I know you're saying, because it's the contrast. Yeah. But I'm just looking at the giraffe and, like, it doesn't look real to me. No, and so it yeah. could be badly composited. Yeah. Because it's, it's both kind of inside and outside the building. So in a way, they're kind of matching... They're trying to match two so, different environments of lighting. Okay, so that you have the giraffe itself, right? Yeah. And it's moving. Even though they're in the same shot, they probably separated those in yeah, elements yeah, yeah, yeah. during compositing. So the giraffe will exist on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like the the bit that that is the actual cutout of the giraffe, yeah. if you know what I mean. Mm. That's the problem with how it's engaging with... Yeah, well, the other thing as well that I noticed with the behind-the-scenes photos... Yeah. Is that you can see the blue from the blue screen reflecting on the giraffe's skin. Mm. So they would have had to have recolored the giraffe. And it's possible that it, it doesn't match the environment right. correctly. That's probably it then. Yeah, it could be bad compositing. But it is a real giraffe. Bad compo- yeah. Bad com- a real giraffe that they had to do so much work on yeah. that it's ended up not looking real. Yeah. Because um, I think if you do pay attention to like when it's eating, like it's t- when its tongue comes yeah, out yeah. in particular, but when it's like chewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too much... You think it's too well done. Yeah. If it was... Yeah. Yeah. What, like, you can you can just tell with, like, micro-muscle movement like that with CG. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not necessarily bad. It just... It never... The movement is just never right. And that I, looked right to me. Okay. Because I tell you my problem with it, because you were saying, like, oh, it might just be bad compositing and that. Yeah. I was just looking at the actual head of the giraffe. Yeah. And that didn't look right to me. Mm. But if they've overlaid something, like, because of the blue reflection... Yeah. That's what it is. In yeah, which case, be. it essentially becomes a CG giraffe. Yeah, okay. Do you know I, what I mean? Yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. there's enough digital masking to it, yeah, it becomes, is it still a real... Yeah, yeah. I, I okay, okay, fine. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. That's it then. Okay. That's proven. That's certain. That's a certainty for me now. Right. I don't need to see the footage. Okay. Because I knew something was... Like that, as a giraffe's head, wasn't a natural giraffe's head. Okay. And that was saying that something has been... It has been augmented. Yeah. Right. You happy? So, I'm ha- well, never happy. Okay. But I'm content. Right. Yes. Okay. Okay.